Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sometimes I Read. Today, we will be reading Veena Tiemin Prasad's Fandom for Robots. Now, Veena is a Singaporean writer, and Fandom for Robots is a rather light-hearted short story, sci-fi of course, and it was nominated for the 2017 Nebula Award for Best Short Story, as well as the 2018 Hugo Award for Best Short Story. It's a fun little short story about robots who discover the world of online fandom, posing as a human, and they end up writing fanfiction. So without further ado, here is Fandom for Robots. Computron feels no emotion towards the animated television show titled Hyperdimension Warp Record. After all, Computron does not have any emotion circuits installed and is thus constitutionally incapable of experiencing excitement, hatred, or frustration. It is completely impossible for Computron to experience emotions such as excitement about the seventh episode of Hyperwarp, hatred of the anime's short episode length, or frustration that Friday is so far away. Computron tracks his internal chronometer, as well as the countdown page on the streaming website. There are 22 hours, 5 minutes, 46 seconds, and 12 milliseconds until 2am on Friday, Japanese Standard Time. Logically, he is aware that time is most likely passing at a normal rate. The Cymac Robotics Museum is not within close proximity of a black hole, and there is close to no possibility that time is being dilated. His constant checking of the chronometer to compare it with the countdown page serves no scientific purpose whatsoever. After 50 milliseconds, Computron checks the countdown page again. The Cymac Robotics Museum's commemorative postcard set, $15 for self 12 describes Computron as the only known sentient robot created in 1954 by Dr. Carell Alquis to serve as a laboratory assistant. No known scientist has managed to recreate the doctor's invention. Its steel-framed box and claw design is characteristic of the period. Below that, in smaller print, the postcard thanks the Alkis estate for their generous donation. In the museum, Computron is regarded as a quaint artifact and plays a key role in the robotics then and now performance as an example of the then. After the announcer's introduction to robotics, Computron appears on stage, answers four standard queries from the audience as proof of his sentience, and steps off the stage to make way for the rest of the performance which ends with the android body automaton Tetsu-chan, showcasing his ability to breakdance. Today's queries are likely to be similar to the rest. A teenage girl waves at the announcer and receives the microphone. Hi Computron, my question is, have you watched anime before? Yes, Computron vocalizes, I have viewed the works of the renowned actress Anna Mae Wong. Dr. Elkis enjoyed her movies as a child. Oh, um, not that, the girl continues. I meant Japanese animation. Have you ever watched this show called Hyperdimension Warp Record? I have not. Oh, okay, I was just thinking that you really look like one of the characters, but since you haven't, maybe you could give Hyperwarp a shot. It's really good, you might like it. There are six episodes out so far, and you can watch it on... The announcer cuts the girl off and hands the microphone over to the next querent, who has a question about Dr. Alka's research. After answering two more standard queries, Computron returns to his storage room to answer his electronic mail, which consists of queries from elementary school students. He picks up two metal styluses, 
one in each of his grasping claws, and begins tapping them on the computing unit's keyboard, one key at a time. Computron explains the difference between a robot and an android to four students, and provides the fifth student with a hyperlink to Daniel Clement Dennett-Tree's writings on consciousness. As Computron readies himself to enter sleep mode, he recalls the teenage girl's request that he give Hyperwarp a shot. It is only logical to research the Japanese animation Hyperdimension Warp Record in order to address queries from future visitors. The title, when entered into a search engine on the World Wide Web, produces about 957,000 results, 0.27 seconds. Computron maneuvers the mouse pointer to the third hyperlink, which offers to let him watch Hyperdimension Warp Record full episodes streaming online high quality. From the still image behind the prominent play button, the grey boxy figure standing beside the large-eyed blue-haired human does bear an extremely slight resemblance to Computron's design. It is only logical to press the play button on the first episode in order to familiarise himself with recent discourse about robots in popular culture. The series' six episodes are each approximately 25 minutes long. Between watching the series, viewing the online bulletin boards, and perusing the extensively footnoted fan encyclopedia, Computron does not enter sleep mode for 10 hours, 36 minutes, 2 seconds, and 20 milliseconds. Hyperdimension Warp Record, Chojigen Wapu Recordo, literal translation, Super Dimensional Warp Record, is a Japanese anime series set in space in the far future. The protagonist, Ellison is an escapee from a supposedly inescapable galactic prison. Joined by fellow escapee, Cyro, short for cybernetic robot, the two make their way across the galaxy to seek revenge. The targets of their revenge are the Seven Sabres of Paradise, who have stolen the hyperdimensional warp unit from Cyro's creator and caused the death of Ellison's entire family. Episode 7 of Hyperwarp comes to the revelation that the second saber, Ellison's identical twin, had murdered their parents before faking her own death. After Cyro and Ellison return to the Cosmogram, the last segment of the episode unfolds without dialogue. There is a slow pan across the spaceship's control area, revealing that Ellison has indulged in the human pastime known as crying before falling asleep in the captain's chair. His chest binder is stained with blood from the wound on his collarbone. Cyro reaches over, gently using his grabbing claw to loosen Ellison's binder, and drapes a blanket over him. An instrumental version of the end theme plays as Cyro gets up from his seat, making his way to the recharging bay at the back of the ship. From the way his footfalls are animated, it is clear that Cyro is trying his best to avoid making any noise as he walks. The credits play over a zoomed-out shot of the Cosmogram, making its way to the next exoplanet, a tiny pinpoint of bright blue in the vast blackness of space. The preview for the next episode seems to indicate that the episode will focus on the Saber's initial attempt to activate the Hyperdimensional's warp unit. There is no mention of Cyro or Ellison at all. During the wait for episode 8, Computron discovers a concept called fanfiction. While fanfiction is meant to consist of fan-written stories about characters or settings from an original work of fiction, Computron observes that much of the hyperwalk fanfiction bears no resemblance to the actual characters or setting. For instance, the series that claims to be a spin-off focusing on powerful Cyro seems to involve Cyro installing many large-caliber guns onto his frame and joining the Space Marines, 
which does not seem relevant to his quest for revenge or the retrieval of the hyperdimensional warp unit. Similarly, the high school fic in which Cyro and Ellison study at Hyperdimension High fails to acknowledge the fact that formal education is reserved for the elite class in the Hyperwarp universe. Most of the fanfiction set within the actual series seems particularly inaccurate. The most recent offender is Ellison's wife's Rosemary for Remembrance, which fails to acknowledge the fact that Cyro does not have human facial features and thus cannot touch his nose against Ellison's hair, breathing in the scent of sandalwood, rosemary, and something uniquely him before kissing Ellison passionately, needily, hungrily, his tongue slipping into Ellison's mouth. Computron readies his styluses and moves the cursor down to the comment box, prepared to leave anonymous, constructive criticism for Ellison's wife when he detects a comment with relevant keywords. Bjorn Ruffin Okay, I've noticed this in several of your fics, and I was trying not to be too harsh, but when it got to the kissing scene, I couldn't take it anymore. Cyro can't touch his nose against anything because he doesn't have a nose. Cyro can't slip his tongue into anyone's mouth because he doesn't have a tongue. Were we even watching the same series? Did you skip all the parts where Cyro is a metal robot with a cute shaped head? Ellison's wife. Who are you, the fandom police? I'm basing Cyro's design on this piece of fan art, link here, because it looks better than a freaking metal box. Anyway, I put don't like, don't read in the author's notes. If you hate the way I write them so much, why don't you just write your own? Computron is incapable of feeling hatred for anything, as that would require Dr. Alkis to have installed emotion circuits during his creation. However, due to Computron's above-average procedural knowledge, he is capable of following the directions to create an account on fanficarchive.org. And Ellison maneuvered his flesh hands in a claw-like motion, locking them with Cyro's own grasping claws, his soft human body pressed against the hard lines of Cyro's proprietary alloy in a manner which would have generated wear and tear had Cyro's body not been of superior make. Fluids leaked from Ellison's eyes. No fluids leaked from Cyro's ocular units, but... Comments? Three. Don't got rid of What the hell? Have you ever met a human? This reads like an alien wrote it. Tattered freedom wings. Uh, this is kind of weird, but I think I liked it. Not sure about the box thing, though. Beyond Ruffian. Oh my god! Finally! Someone who doesn't write human-shaped robot in name only Cyro. Some of Ellison's characterization is a little awkward. I don't think he would say all that mushy stuff about Cyro's beautiful boxy shape. But I love your Cyro. If this is just your first fic, I can't wait for you to write more. Computron has been spending less time in sleep mode after episode 13's cliffhanger and has spent his time conducting objective discussions about Hyperwarp's appeal with commenters on various video streaming sites and anonymous message boards. As he is about to reply to the latest missive about his lack of genitalia and outside social activities, which is technically correct, his internal chronometer indicates that it is time for the robotics then and now performance. So. I was wondering, have you ever watched Hyperdimension's Warp record? There's this character called Cyro that, yes, I am aware of Hyperwarp, Computron says. I have taken the How to Tell If Your Life is Hyperwarp quiz online and has indicated that I am a hyper big Hyperwarp fan. I have repeatedly viewed the scene between Ellison and Cyro at the end of episode 7, and recently I have left a like on Bjorn Ruffian's artwork of what may have happened shortly after that scene, due to its exceptional accuracy. The show is widely regarded as this season's sleeper hit and has met with approval from a statistically significant number of critics. 
If other members of the audience wish to view this series, there are 13 episodes out so far, and they can be viewed on... The announcer motions to him, using the same gesture she uses when audience members are taking too long to talk. Computron falls silent until the announcer chooses the next question, which is also the last due to time constraints. After Tetsu-chan has finished its breakdowns and showcased its newly programmed ability to pop and lock, the announcer speaks to Computron backstage. She requests that he take less time for the question and answer segment in the future. Understood, Computron says, and returns to his storage room to check his inbox again. Private message from Bjorn Ruffian. Hi, robot fan. I noticed you like my art. Thanks, and you seem to know a lot about robots, judging from your fic and, well, your name. I'm doing a fan comic about Ellison and Cyro being stranded on one of the desert-ish exoplanets while they try to fix the Cosmogram, but I want to make sure I'm drawing Cyro's body right. Are there any references you can recommend for someone who's looking to learn more about robots? Like the classic kind, not the android kind? It'd be great if they're available online, especially if they have pictures. I found some books with photos, but they're way more than I can afford. Thank you for any help you can offer, I'm really looking forward to your next fic. Shortly after reading Bjorn Ruffian's message, Computron visits the early robotics section of the museum. It has shrunk significantly over the years, particularly after the creation of the Redefining Human, Androids of the Future, and Drone Zone sections. It consists of several information panels, a small collection of tin toys, and the remnants of all three versions of Hexo, the robot. In episode 14 of Hyperdimension Warp Record, Cyro visits a deserted exoplanet alone to investigate the history of the hyperdimensional warp drive and finds himself surrounded by the deactivated bodies of robots of similar make, claws outstretched being slowly ground down by the gears of a gigantic machine. The robot recycler scene is frequently listed as one of that year's top 10 most shocking moments in anime. On 7th June 1957, the third version of Hexo fails Dr. Elkis' mirror test for the hundredth time proving that it has no measurable self-awareness. Computron watches Dr. Elkis smash the spanner against Hexo's face, crumpling its nose and lips. Oil leaks from its ocular units as it falls to the floor of a metallic dud. Its vocal synthesizer crackles and hisses. You godforsaken tin bucket, Dr. Elkis shouts, to hell with you. If Dr. Elkis were to raise the spanner to Computron, it is likely that Dr. Elkis will not have an assistant for any future robotics experiments. Computron stays still, standing in front of the mirror, silently observing the destruction of Hexo so he can gather up its parts later. When Computron photographs Hexo's display case, he is careful to avoid capturing any part of himself in the reflection. Beyond Ruffian, oh man, thank you so much for installing chat just for this. Anyway, I really appreciate your help with the script so far. I think we can call it a collab by this point? And thanks for the exhibit photos, was it a lot of trouble? I checked the website and that museum is pretty much in the middle of nowhere. File transfer of thankyourobotfan.png from Bjorn Ruffian started. File transfer of thankyourobotfan.png from Bjorn Ruffian finished. Bjorn Ruffian. So, I've got a few questions about page 8 in the folder I shared. Can you take a look at the second panel from the top? I figured his joint would be all gummed up by the sand, so I thought I'd try to do an x-ray view thing as a close-up. If you have any idea how the circuits are supposed to be, could you double check? Bjorn Ruffian. Okay, you're taking really long to type. This is making me super nervous. I did everything wrong. Robot fan. Apologies. Robot fan. I, robot fan, am not fast at typing. Bjorn Ruffian. Okay, I'll wait on the expert here. Robot fan. 
the circuit is connected incorrectly, and the joint mechanism is incorrect as well. Bjorn Ruffian. Ugh, I knew it was wrong. Bjorn Ruffian. I wish the character sheets came with schematics or something. I've paused the flashback scenes with all the field robots like 10 billion times to take screenshots. Robot fan. Besides the scenes in episode 14, there are other shots of Cyro's schematics in episode 5. 17 minutes 40 seconds and 18 milliseconds, and 20 minutes 13 seconds and 50 milliseconds, as well as episode 12, 8 minutes 23 seconds and 14 milliseconds. File transfer of schematic screenshots.zip from RobotFan started. File transfer of schematic screenshots.zip from RobotFan finished. Bjorn Ruffin. Thank you, Bjorn Ruffin. I swear you're some sort of angel or something. RobotFan. That is incorrect. RobotFan. I am merely a robot. There are certain things in the museum's storage room that would benefit Bjorn Ruffian's mission of completing her Cyro slash Ellison comic. Computron and Hexode schematics are part of the Alkis collection, which is not a priority for the museum's digitization project due to a perceived lack of value. As part of the Alkis collection himself, there should be no objection to Computron retrieving the schematics. As Computron grasps the doorknob with his left claw, he catches a glimpse of Cyro from episode 15 in the door's glass panels, his ocular units blazing yellow with determination after overcoming his past. In fan parlance, this is known as Determined Cyro and has only been seen during fight scenes thus far. It is illogical to have Determined Cyro appear in this context or in this location. Computron looks at the dusty glass again and sees only a reflection of his face. Robot Fan I have a large file to send to you. Robot fan, to be precise, four large files. Robot fan, the remaining three will be digitized and sent at a later date. File transfer of Alkis Archive Scans Part 1.zip from Robot fan started. File transfer of Alkis Archive Scans Part 1.zip from Robot fan finished. Bjorn Ruffian, OMG, this is awesome! Bjorn Ruffian, when you get this, did you rob that museum? This is perfect for that other Cyro slash Ellison thing I've been thinking about doing after this stupid desert comic is over. Beyond Ruffian, it would be great if I had someone to help me writing Cyro. Hint hint. Robot fan, I would be happy to assist if I had emotion circuits. Robot fan, however, my lack of emotion circuits means I cannot be happy about performing any actions. Robot fan, nonetheless, I will assist. Robot fan, to make this an equitable trade as is common in human custom, you may also provide your opinion on some recurrent bugs that readers have reported in my characterization of Ellison. Bjorn Ruffian. Yes! Rossum, Sula, Tin Men and Tin Toys, examining real and fictional robots from the 1950s. Journal of Robotic Studies 8.2, 2018, page 25 to 38. While the figure of the fictional robot embodies timeless fears of technology and its potential for harm, the physical design of robots real and fictional is often linked to visual cues of modernity. What was once regarded as an object of the future can become overwhelmingly obsolete within the span of a few years after advances in technology cause the visual cues of modernity to change. Block 1979. The clawed, lumbering tin toy-esque designs of the 1950s are now widely regarded as tin cans that should have been recycled long ago. Williamson, 2017. Notably, most modern critiques of Computron's design tend to focus on its obsolete analog dials. Watch Reanime, Hyperdimension Warp Record, Episode 23, Live Chat. Pyro. Okay, is it just me or is Cyro starting to get really attractive? I swear I'm not gay. Is it gay if it's a robot? But when he slung Ellison over his shoulder and used his claw to block the six saber at the same time? 
Pyro. Holy shit, that sniper scene, right through the scope, and then he fucking bumps Ellison's fist with his claw. Pyro, fuck it, I'm gay for Cyro, I don't care. I'll fucking twiddle his dolls all I want after this episode. CK Wizard, dude, you're late. We've been fighting Cyro hot ever since that scene in episode 15. CK Wizard, you know the one. CK Wizard, where you just see this rectangular, blocky shadow lumbering slowly towards the first saber with those clunky sound effects. CK Wizard, then his eye bulbs glint that really bright yellow and he bleeps out activating kill mode and his grabby claws start whirring. CK Wizard, there's a really good fic about it on Fanfic Archive. Actually, you might as well check the author's blog out here. He's pretty Cyro obsessed. CK Wizard, his earlier stuff is kinda uneven, but the Beyond collabs are good. She's been illustrating his stuff for a while. Pyro, okay. Pyro, I just looked at the thing. You know, the Desert Planet comic? Pyro, I think I ship it. Pyro, oh man, when Ellison tries the manual repair on the arm joint and Cyro has a flashback to the robot recycler, but tries to remind him he can trust him. Pyro, fuck it, I definitely ship it. CK Wizard, join the fucking club. CK Wizard, it's the fifth time I'm watching this episode. This series has ruined my life. CK Wizard, I can't wait for season two. Beyond Robot Collapse posted, Hi everyone, Beyond Ruffian Robot Fan here. Thanks for all your comments on our first comic collab. We're really charmed by the great reception too, in the desert sun. Okay, I'm charmed, and Robot Fan says he'll be charmed if he had the emotion circuits for that. He's an awesome roleplay partner too. Love his sense of humour. Anyway, it turns out that Robot Fan's got this awesome collection of retro robot schematics and he's willing to share. For those of you who want to write about old school robots or need some references for your art, hint hint, the fandom totally needs more Cyro and Cyro slash Ellison before season 2 hits. To be honest, I'm not sure how legal it is to circulate these scans, Robot Fan says it's fine though, so just reply to this post if you want them and we'll private message you the links if you promise not to spread them around. Also, we're going to do another Cyro slash Ellison comic in the future, and we're thinking of making it part of an anthology. If you'd like to contribute comics or illustrations for that, let us know. Get ready to draw lots of boxes, people. The robot revolution is coming! 9,890 replies.